Surayim Tov, we continue in our studies of the Sefer Nefesh Shimshon from Rav Shimshon Pincus. We have now finished Mizmor Shir Chanukah Habayis Ledovid. And now we have two different customs now that happen. The Ashkenaz custom and the Sfarad custom. Nusach Ashkenaz now will start Baruch Sheomar. No. And then Hodu. And then Hodu. But most Svardim go right into Hodu. And then Baruch Shemar. Okay, I guess the Indians are like the Ashkenazim here, but others, Nusach Svard starts with Hodu. And then after all that, then they get to Ashrik, then they get to Baruch Shemar. And then Yehichavod, Mizmichavod, Mizmorlasod, Yehichavod, and then on with Asher and Halalukas. So there's different customs. So right now, Rotinkas is not going to deal with that. He's going to deal with Hodu. And it's interesting, Rotinkas in his Sefer does not discuss Baruch Shemar. It's, I don't know why. Maybe he never gave a class on it. I don't know why they didn't put it in here. Uh, they have Ashrei, they've got Yishtabach, but not Baruch Shemar. But right now, this is not the topic anyway. We're on the Hodu. Now, why is he going into Hodu and not Baruch Shemar? Well, number one, according to Nusach Spar, the next step is Hodu. So that's, and it also is telling us what is setting the tone for the entire Pesukah de Zimra of what we are saying. Okay, so Pekos begins like this. He says, in our world, there are two fundamental ways of avodas Hashem. One is sur meira, stay away from the evil. Two o'clock. Vaase tov and do good. Those are the two types of avoda. So, we're trying to reach an inner recognition of the unity of Hashem. So, therefore, to get there, we have to figure out ideas how to remove the roadblocks all the evil that God created that's the Satan that's the Yetzirah that's the Malach HaMavis. and that power of evil that's found in our world whose job is to stop our avoda and darken the light of the truth our job is to get rid of it okay all right, and then obviously there's the doing good part, but we're focusing on getting rid of the evil today. So the truth is, the main reality of the evil, its main place is in our world. This world here, that's when the HR is really strong. But the truth in the matter, so that's the world of Asiya down here. But the truth in the matter is that evil also has a grasp and does battle with us one world up the world of Yitzira, the world of the Malachim how do we know this? because Gemara says the Yitzhara is the Malach Amoves. so the Malach Amoves is a Malach he's also the Saro Shalesav he's also the agent the, um, the officer of Esav the Malach who fought Yaakov okay anyway that's fine tangled here. Okay, just leave it. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, so you see that there are a malachim that are meant to thwart our avoda even in the world of the angels. 
okay? But when we go to the world higher than that, that's fine, just leave it there. Good, thank you. So when we get to the Kisei Hakovo, the throne of glory, then there's no evil at all. But where God is, there's no evil at all. So therefore, in the first steps of prayer, which are the brachas that we say, and the korbanos, and the next step, which will be psuket Zimra, the songs and praises, which is a world of malachim. So in these states, our job is to make brachos, and therefore in brachos hashachar we say, Baruch atah Hashem l'keim ha'cholam shasoli kol tzarki, for example, you're taking care of all my needs. And in psuket Zimra, we say, Hallelujah Hashem bin Hashemayim, let's praise Hashem from the heavens. So what are all these parts doing? Brachos, Korbanos, and even Sukkot Zimra, they're all involved is re- of removing the evil forces that hold us back from serving Hashem, and they hold back the revelation of the true unity of Hashem in these two worlds, the world of Asiya and the world of Yitzira. Now what part of the prayer is specifically designated to knock out this evil is this feel of hodu and hodu goes all the way till kigamalaloi like the, the, all those paragraphs most of the psukim if you look at them they're dealing with this topic starting with the first hodu lashem kiru vishmo praise hashem call his name hodia bamim inform him amongst the nations alilos of all the acts that god does tell the world what hashem does Tell the world as a creator in the world. Um, publicize the acts of Hashem. That's a fundamental concept in these, in this entire prayer of Hodu. Sichu v'chol niflosav. Relate all his wondrous things. Al-tiku Don't harm his, his, his Mashiach, his messenger. Hod v'hadar of Glory and beauty is before him. See the beauty and the glory of Hashem. Havul Hashem mishkosamim. Nations of the world, give families of the world, give honor to Hashem. Havul Hashem, give him kavod, honor, va'oz, and power, etc., etc. Yiram hayam umlov, gabzeinu atzleim and agoyim. Kel nekomos Hashem, Hashem is a God of vengeance. Kel nekomos Sophia, God, the vengeance will appear. Everything in this area is dealing with removing and destroying the forces of evil, until all we have is the light shining from Hashem. And the introduction to all this is the brachas and the korbanos. So this is the focus of the hodu, is to destroy any evil concepts that exist in the world. So now that's the general point. Now Rapinkas goes into more detail. So the world that we recognize today is the world where the evil does its main job, okay? And that evil is uh, publicized with many in many situations throughout the whole world, past, present, future, all six directions. This is called the authority of evil. And that evil tries, it's all over. It tries to stop us from doing everything. It starts us to not eat matzah on Pesach. 
It doesn't want us to put a mezuzah on our door. It wants us to sit with all kinds of various like Lush and Hara and improper thoughts and, and Tivus. It has a broad scope that affects our 248 bones, 365 sinews. It's trying to get us to do Averis and not do mitzvahs. That's the broad realm of which evil exists in. But there's one deeper aspect that's the core. This is just the symptoms. The core sickness and bad with the HR is as the Chovos Havovos tells us. Chovos tells us, man, you need to know that the greatest enemy in the world who is trying with all his efforts to destroy you and you're asleep and you're not awake and it, the, it, and he is trying and this is a fight you have all the time that he's trying to confuse you from the truth and he's saying and that is the Sahara is your biggest enemy and the Sahara has one main avoda to blur the truth of the unity of Hashem. To try to confuse you and to know that there is not this unity of Hashem. So how does that sound like? There's different ways he speaks about it, but this would be a simple example. Yeshua comes to you and says, listen, man, there's a big world out there and it's time you started enjoying it. You can't live only with Hashem. Because God, he's like far away. And besides God, there's a world over here. A world that we eat, that we drink, we take pleasure, we get rich. It's also a world. And the main point the HRS says, you shouldn't say there's only God only Torah and only mitzvahs. Because how could you live with only that? Torah is not the only thing in the world. Now, of course, it's an important thing. It's very important. You should learn your Torah, no question about it. You should do your mitzvahs. But there's also this world. And you got to be, as they say, normal. And you have to live based on what the world's all about. So now what's the Yetzer doing? When he's telling you that, he is blurring the truth. Once he blurs the truth, then all the evil things are possible. Then there could be jealousy. Then there could be competition. Then we get people denigrating mitzvahs that seem to be getting in the way of this world. But it starts from one root a lack of clarity of the unity of Hashem. Unity of Hashem means that everything in this world is a manifestation of God and it's all part of God's world. And there's no such thing as saying, okay, I learn in yeshiva, I daven in the shul, I'm a very religious person, I keep all these things, but there is a part outside. God doesn't have to be on top of me every second. I'm entitled to a little bit of freedom from God. I'm a good boy. I'm not I'm not gonna do a Pharaoh's what well, he thinks. But that's how that happens. If you think there is some element outside of God 
that God really isn't interested in what you eat. It's got to be kosher, yeah, but how you eat what? So he says, that's our, so therefore, our main avoda is in tefillah to fight back at the Yetzirah. And those first two levels of brachos and korbanos and psukar zimra, and as we go further, the whole point of all of davening is to unify the name of Hashem in this world. And that really is probably, not probably is, the most important reason why we daven three times a day. To keep us on focus that there's only Hashem and nothing else. And anything else is included in Hashem and not a distinct different reality. I'll get to you one second. When a person opens up his mind, his eyes in the morning, what does the Yetzirah see? Look, see, you could see with your own eyes. And you couldn't say, no, I can't. It's Hashem gave me the eyes. I don't have any eyes. Hashem gave me eyes only to look at what I'm supposed to look at. It's not my own eyes. I don't have a soul. I don't have a body. It's well known before you, Hashem. If you make one opening, I can't live. Hashem is the healer of all souls. Even for one minute. There's a one minute that you're not making wondrous miracles on my body. I would stop to exist. My whole body is Hashem's. And we go through Kaseder, everything that's going on. And that's what the brachas are telling us. Everything I have, it's all from Hashem. And there's a big world out there that the Yetzirah is trying to seduce you and to, um, to, to not see that idea and to realize, to get you to these fools, that there's something other than Hashem. And the greater we can understand the unity of God, the easier it is for us to fight against the Yetzirah's seductions. Yeah, question. Can you skip Hodu? Um, Why? I'm asking you this. I, I'm, so Rapik is. I come in time. Rapik is going to talk to us at the end of the chapter. So you let's see if, if let's you leave your see. question. He's going to deal at the end of this chapter. Probably tomorrow we'll answer that question. I'll just tell you right now. No. <laughs> okay, but he's going to give a very good marshal that will explain why you shouldn't skip it. But this is what we're doing. Brachas, Korbanos, Sukkot Zimra. It's all to knock down that false illusion that there's a world other than Hashem. And that's such a constant pull. The HR every minute is pulling you that way. So three times a day, you got to fight it off. Especially in the morning when you're starting the day. Every day. Why did I, I said it yesterday. Yeah, but guess what? The HR is coming after you today with the same fierceness. He's going to come up with something else for you to think is not part of Hashem's world. Now, says the Rapinkas, the next important step. So we're trying to destroy the evil that's impeding us from our service to Hashem. And we have to list two types of Yetzirah that we have to overcome. 
And it's interesting, there seem to be contradictions in the rabbis in terms of the way to overcome the Yetzirah. On the one hand, the rabbis tell us one of the Amorayim danced in front of a kala and the kala was on his shoulders. And the student said, Rebbe, are we allowed to put a kala on our shoulders? He said, for me, it's like there's two sticks. I mean, I think she's like sticks. If you can treat a woman like you think her legs are sticks, then you can do it, but otherwise forget it. Rabbi Yochanan sat at the mikvah when the ladies came out of the mikvah with no clothes on. They should see his beautiful face. So Rebbe, can we do this? I see just white geese. I don't see attractive women. So on the one hand, these rabbis are beyond. Beyond. On the other hand, you have a description of great rabbis it was very hard to fight the Yetzirah. Talks about Rav Amram Chassidah. He's brought into the roof where a non-Jewish woman was held captive. And all of a sudden, he got a big test that he wanted to do an Avera with her. So he he, he adjured the Yetzirah and he ran out like a fire. And he was really tested. He almost fell into this issue. So what's going on? Are the rabbis oblivious to this or are they subject to this? So Rizal Salantar explains again, there's these two ideas of the Yetzirah. One is basic taiva, lust. You're a physical being and you have taivas. That's number one. And that's the one that's most common. But the second one is a special Yetzirah that comes courtesy of an angel that's brought down to you, special to get you to a sin, through the angel's push. So let's look at these two and explain them. Number one, the nature of a person is very gross and physical. The physicality, you're hungry, and different needs of survival. We're part of the earth. And that's one part, which we could call that a potential Yetzirah. Not bad. You're supposed to eat, but it, you can it can get it can get away. It can lose it, and it can control you. And that's where many of our challenges are: jealousy, all these things. Human beings have this. Then there's another form. Hashem created a force of impurity, a malach that pushes a person to do averos, such as the story of Yehuda and Tamar. The Medrash says clearly. That when Yehuda saw Tamar, didn't know who she was, he was moving the other way. He went away. But Hashem provided a malach who was appointed to give you extra taiva, and so to speak, he pushes him into it, and he didn't really want to do it. Like he all of a sudden is controlled by an external force. So when we talk about the natural Yetzirahara, so you could have the Amoroim, Rabbi Yochanan and them, they can put a cow on their feet, on their back, all these things, because that's the basic type of a person. They, they cut out the type. But then you can have Hashem send a special angel to just push you into a sin. That even if, you know, their bodies are totally pure, right? Let's say they've overcome their bodies 100%. But still, Hashem sends them an angel to make trouble for them. 
You found by Yaakov Avinu. Hashem sends the angel of Esau, pushing him to sin. It was a major battle. Right? So that's a second type of Yetzirah. And therefore, we have to mamish. And therefore, if we would have such a gates of our men, we would be in major trouble. We'd be in major trouble. But for other rabbis, even that malach was outside, and they could somehow push it away. Okay. So these are the two forces: the base gates that's internal, and the malach that Hashem sends out of nowhere, something to contend with us. That you have to be a big, big tzaddik to really fight hard into the field. Okay, so now these two topics that we're dealing with, when we talk about brachas and we talk about korbanos, we're dealing with the yetsahara, the natural yetsahara in the world. Okay, and by the time we get to psukiti zimra, so to speak, we fixed the world. And we are almost like angels. If we fixed up our, our, our natural drives and we understand it's all from Hashem, at least for these few moments, if we really had kavana in our brachas and in our karbanot, so right now we're going to say, you know what, I'm not, I shouldn't go after my titles at all. And now I'm moving into the next little psukha this year where I'm singing the songs of the malachim with great joy. And this whole world doesn't speak to us. And we only look at the world as a way to praise Hashem. Hallelujah, Hashem in Hashemayim. Hallelujah, Ah, but now we meet the other Yetzirah. <laughs> now the other Yetzirah comes. The destructive Malach. And that's the one we got to deal with in Pesukah So now he explains the two different customs about saying holy. One custom, according to the Nusach Svart, is to continue, right, you finish Korbanos, you go right into holy. Right into holy, without Baruch Shemar. No, for, uh, after Rabbi Ishmael is Modut. Oh, that's Arumimka, what I'm saying. But after, after Baruch Shemar is, uh, after Arumimka is Baruch Shemar, and then Ashrim. That's what I'm saying. And Hodu was before. So that is far. That is far. That's what I'm saying. Only later is Baruch Shamar. But the Mig Ashkenaz is we say Baruch Shamar right after the Korbanos, and then we get into Hodu. There's two different shitas. Each one has their own way of understanding the Tvilah. But one thing is for sure. What is the Hodu? So the Hodu is engaging specifically with the forces of evil. And therefore we say like this, in general, brachas in korbanos, that we associate everything in the physical world to Hashem, and we've clarified the unity of Hashem down in this world. But we're not dealing with the Yetzirahs, the Malach, the essential evil forces. Talking about the body, physical things. They're not essentially evil, but the Yetzirah could make them evil. But Hodu is dealing with the, the, the power of Malachim to want to get us to sin. And that's why we're in the world of Malachim over there. 
So now we can understand at least where, where the two minhagim are going in what direction. According one is, it says, listen, let's deal with the forces of evil in our world. Everyone agrees, brachas and karbonos is then with the lower level Yetzirah. So then we go right into Hodu to deal with even the angelic forces. And then we get into Bar Shamar, and now we've come into the world of Shira, and now we have a clear view of what to do, and we can mamish say beautiful Shiros Tashem. Okay, and any possible evil that's there is going knocked out. According to the other Minik, we don't need a special avoda of Hodu to fight with the Taiva. It's enough. So really what he's saying is, according to the first opinion, even Hodu is fighting with the Taiva. Even Hodu is fighting with the Taiva, according to this opinion. The lower Taiva, it's fighting the lower Taiva. And once we've taken care of the lower Taiva, we get into the singing after Baruch Shamar, we have a clear view, and now we remove the evil through that. The Ashkenaz one, it says we don't need a unique avoda for Hodu to fight with Taivas. That's enough of Brachas or Kavanas. Already illuminated the unity of Hashem with us. We have no Taiva. But after Baruch Shamar, when we're getting into the worlds of the angels, then we need to say Hodu, because now we have to have a special fight with the Yetzirah, which is the Malach. Either way, Hodu is coming to deal with removing evil. According to Ashkenaz, we're, we are fighting the evil forces of the Malach. According to Sfarat, now we're dealing with even the body evil. That's Hodu is dealing But Ashrei and those things are dealing with the, the terrible Malach. But the main idea of Hodu, according to everybody, is to flush out the evil. Whether it's the still a continuation of the physical evil, or is it more of a spiritual angelic evil? That's only the machlokas. What aspect of evil are we pushing out? But one thing's for sure: we're trying to push out the evil. And are we going step after step after step to make that happen? But the main fort is to get to the Yichud Hashem. Okay, and it doesn't matter which force we're knocking out. We got to knock them both out. Got to knock out the natural drives from the Yetzirah in our body and the supernatural drives that are beyond our body. We got to knock them both out. So therefore, the whole business of Hodu is to tell the world the truth about Hashem. No matter what aspect of the world, are we dealing with people who are acting like behemoths or acting about people who have angels pushing them, it's always Hodul Hashem Kiru Vishmo. Let the nations know what Hashem does. There is a creator in the world. Sing out and talk about the great wonders that Hashem does. And now we can understand. And that's how we have to feel. You have to feel when you're saying Sukzimra, you're like at a rally. You're screaming out. And that's why a lot of People have the custom to say it very loud. Certain Hasidic groups, they might say Pesukim aloud because you're calling out. You're like saying a rally. We believe in Hashem. Get rid of the evil. That's why it's also called Psuke de Zimra. Zimra, Zemer, can be an, a noun, which means a song. 
Then there's a verb, lismore, which means to prune, like to cut a tree. So we're trying in Pesukah to sing, and by singing we prune the tree of evil. Did any bad clevis that want to that tag along as we try to get to the Amida get chopped off? How do you chop them off? By singing the praises of Hashem. That's how you're pushing away all the evil. Okay. So now with this, we know we have him the idea of Kael Nekomas Hashem. God is the God of vengeance. There's no word that better describes the unity of Hashem as vengeance. What does vengeance mean? Vengeance means when a person does something against me and I want to repair it retroactively as if it never happened. That's called revenge. Now, we're not allowed to take revenge because we're not God. But God can take revenge. The whole Nismar from the beginning of the end is tied up to one idea, to bring the truth of Hashem everything that Hashem does and the Yichud of Hashem within the context of this world. And again, we have, there's two aspects of it. All right, aspect number one is to lower and annihilate all the prosecutions, the negative, push them down, but there's a second part. To open up their eyes so they should also see the truth. In other words, your enemies, it's not enough to beat the enemy. The enemy has to see the truth. When Mashiach is going to come, it's not enough that the UN will be defeated. But they will see the truth. And they'll say, all the condemnations of Israel, we were wrong. Throw it out and says, now we're going to make a proclamation praising Israel more than every nation of the world. It's not enough to defeat your enemy. You got to win him over. He has to see the truth. You want the prosecutors to see the truth. Okay. And that's what you find by Yaakov. It wasn't enough that he defeated the angel. He said, I'm not letting you go until you bless me. Admit that I am blessed. All right. You know what? I may have beaten you, but your eyes aren't open. But I need you to admit to the truth. Open up your eyes, because things aren't finished. It's not enough to defeat the Yetzirah. So he'll run away from you today. He'll come back tomorrow. What's up, you beat him? He comes back tomorrow. But if you beat him and open up his eyes, and he understands the MS, then he'll make peace with you. And there's many psukim that hint to this idea. You can make peace with your Yetzirah. We have examples of Avram Avinu, David Amelach, where it says the Yetzirah had no control over them. David Amelach said, I like kill the Yetzirah. Okay, and Reb Chaim Velosh talks a lot about this. When we say, we serve Hashem b'chol with all your hearts, plural. There's the right ventricle, the left ventricle. The good and the evil both have to serve you. And that's the same story with Moshe Rabbeinu, Shlomo Melech, Shimshin. They all wanted to bring the Geula. And all of them had a fight on two fronts. Moshe destroyed Paro, but he also was Makariv the Erev Rav, the evil Motu, to get them to see the light. 
David and Shlomo together. David killed the enemies. Shlomo married many women because he wanted to to see the light. Shimshon destroys the enemy but marries Philistine women to, to make the evil turn into good. And therefore, when you want to destroy the evil, you know, we have to be able to destroy it what we can and what we can fix, we have to fix. Unfortunately, Moshe... Shlomo and David and Shimshon could not succeed totally in bringing the other side. They were bringing the redemption a little bit too soon. But that's what we're trying to do. So when we say, Hodul Hashem, Kiru, Vishmo, we're engaging with two topics. Number one is, Kel Nakamas Hashem, Kel Nakamas total destruction of the enemy. The other hand, Hodieni Ba'amim let the nations know what God does. Should all sing to Hashem. So therefore, we're trying to not only fight with the evil, trying to win over the evil, I get the evil to see the MS. And that means even the evil within me has to see the MS. That is what we're trying to accomplish. This is end of part one of the Hodu prayer. Yeah.